Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and The Zog Boy. Today's episode is Class of 3000. Hello, welcome to Content Breaker. I'm Strangely Entertaining. I'm joined by Static Dreads, Kells, and Bow Before Zog. How we doing, gentlemen? We doing. You're right. All right. <laughs> very technically. We are very technically doing. Oh, we're, we're doing something. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, By well, definition, we are doing so. Well, can, may I interest you in the topic of the class of three thousand? Yes, Ooh. sir. May I have another season? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you may not. Sorry, no, 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 no other season. It's one of those episodes. Well, I'm we... not accepting a reboot. <laughs> That's the truth. Could they so, even do a reboot at this point? Yeah, we gonna wind up Real with talk. a discount. Uh, discount like. Um, Remedial class with a big boy? No, no, it'd be with Kanye West. I'm out. Like, okay, guys, I'm out. This is a fish, and this is a fish. Oh, no. Gosh. Lord. Right. The so water of God. So what exactly oh, was class what exactly was class three thousand though? Uh well it was an it was a show on Cartoon Network that had the main character's name was Sonny Bridges. And I think Little D was like the secondary main character almost. I feel like all the students were because there was like highlight well, episodes. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like the leader of the group. He was the dreamer. Yeah, he was the he was the one that Sonny saw in himself or saw himself in. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's yeah. who he was. Yeah. So. Is that why he I was called? I, is that why he was called Little D? It was a reference to Sonny D. Yes, sure. We'll sure. That, we don't know. <laughs> I right. mean, if he's a little sunny, then he's sunny D. <laughs> well, I just remembered, like, uh, in the intro, in the opening, the opening song was like, uh, they start talking about, uh, can we take him to the bridge and sing London Bridge? It's because the main character's name was Sunny Bridges. I don't know. I just, I was like, oh, yes. I yeah, finally I understood like, that. I never. Song. Huh? Yeah. Well, I always. Oh, yeah, Bridge of the Song, too. I always thought the. Um, Opening was just like a little jam session they were having in class, and they were improvising at that point. <laughs> they were improvising yeah. with their floating heads. Yes, class of three thousand. No, no, no. Yeah, it's like, but basically, it was a cartoon um, done on Cartoon Network, the OG Cartoon Network, not the CN. Two thousand six. time. Yes, yes, and it was a, uh, it was really like a show that was like the first of its kind because it was like. I felt like it was I don't an Andre three thousand passion project. Yeah, and I don't know because I was a kid, but I felt like it was like the first successful like celebrity cartoon show. Well, like, well Mr. T had one in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. Don't, T though. Everybody loves Mr. T. If you don't, don't remember a Hammer fashion. Man or whatever. I, I think I know where you're going with this, and I think it's uh, better classified as a. Um, a successful celebrity endorsed cartoon. Yes, yes. I, I I feel that like we're we're kind of in the boat where it's not like a cash grab, but mm. exactly like what you were saying, it's a passion project where it's like 
let me have this super cool artist team yes. up with the super cool animators and make a project that just unfortunately doesn't go anywhere due to like tragic restraints. Truly tragic. Tragic. Um, like we, uh, Kai, you and I had just talked about uh, Afro Samurai. And that's like a big passion project from like Samuel L. Jackson, the RZA, uh, Ron Perlman, and like some Japanese animators. Yeah. Like it, it was a whole thing. And that was also one of the, um, like it's just like some passion projects. I feel like they were never like truly successful enough to get a second season for some reason. But at the time they were like super successful. I think there's yeah, a, like there probably a, wasn't enough uh, money to be made from the project. Like it can mm. be well received, but if you can't turn it into profit, it's not going to get like re-endorsed. I mean, that was, you can have your cult following for, for in like show. 10 to 20 years, but right now you're not making me money. So no, <laughs> De- definitely like, people. That was one of the reasons I think uh, this show got canceled quite soon, unfortunately. It only had like two seasons and 28 episodes. But um, definitely because each sec- each show, each um, episode, there we go, that's the word I was looking for. Each episode <laughs> kind of had its own little musical number and the animation style would change. And like each show had a different, uh, each episode had a different song. So apparently just to do all that, didn't quite like it made back its money but not quite enough to like validate it apparently you know it, it to, made or, back its money but it didn't make a profit yeah exactly it didn't, it didn't make enough profit it just kind of was enough to to keep keep it alive which obviously is not good enough and then also later, there studios. was a lot of legal disputes as well so yeah <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Legal disputes take everything that we love and give us everything that we hate. Mm-hmm. And Tragic. funnily enough, Sometimes, this show yeah. won like a what was it? Won like an Emmy or something like that? I can't remember. Emmy, Tony. It was some award. It was probably a daytime Emmy. It was an Emmy. Yes. Yeah, it was an Emmy award for outstanding individual achievement in animation. Yet it wasn't enough. Apparently not. Didn't make money, so canceled. <laughs> hmm. Ain't so toys canceled. <laughs> Just bro, let's talk about Andre three thousand though. All right, yeah. I personally don't know much about him other than he uh, made this show. <laughs> so Andre three thousand, otherwise known as Andre three K, or you know the backbone outcast, but or Mister Benjamin, <laughs> yes, or I don't know. Where is Andre 3000? Like, literally, he is just that question. Yeah, like, he is, (laughs) like, such a prevalent musician. He started with the group OutKast in 1992, and he kind of basically put the South on the map in terms of, like, rap music and hip-hop because it was normally the East Coast versus the West Coast. And Andre 3000 is prolific for his line once they won the Grammy beating out like Jay-Z and um, I think it was somebody else from the West Coast. I don't remember who it was at the time. And he's like, the South has something to say. So that became infamous. And then it boiled down to him being an amazing rapper, songwriter. He even acted. He was a record producer, dancer, and a philanthropist as well. Doing it Um, all. But... Yeah, and everybody knows at least one Outkast song. It's almost like Michael Jackson. It's like you know one of the songs, whether you like the music or not. 
if Heya comes on, you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, and you're shaking yes. like a Polaroid picture. Like he was so prolific. Like I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Company had to come out and say, "Do not shake our pictures. It is bad for them. We like the song too, but do not shake our pictures." <laughs> I'm sure you're paraphrasing on that quote, but yes, real thing that did happen. <laughs> yes. So he's basically huge in music, and every he's worked with some amazing people, and he's he's like a whole style icon. He's just there's not enough you can say about Andre 3000 basically. He's one of a cut. So, yes. And he's the humblest dude. He walks around with like a pan flute now and just plays it. Oh. We got we got with random people. We got a brother that reminds me of, man. Oh, <laughs> just God. like living his life, doing the cool artist shit, you know. I feel like it's either Perry <laughs> or like Josh, but I don't know. But that's a discussion for later. Yes, you'll have to tell me who that is because I'm curious. But yeah, there's a picture of him and his pan flute. So just being Andre 3000. Do you think Man. if I went up to him one day, like if I met him and said, hey, I like Class of 3000, do you think he'd be mad or he'd be glad? I think, I think he'd, he'd be, be happy. Fuck, me too. He would be like, me too, bro. Like, I didn't want him to leave. Like, he put his, I heard like he was even willing to use his own money to back it, but they were like, no, we're horrible people. So, uh, it was, you, I think the whole legal thing was a, was the debate on who owns the music, the artist or the studio who produced it. And I think there was one other thing but, that like eh. some guy came out and was like, I'm suing this class of 3000 because it was my idea first. <laughs> Where How are you going to use someone's name as it to be first? Like, I don't but, know. Okay. I don't know. It, I ain't a lawyer and I wasn't there, so I'm not even going to try and pretend. <laughs> like, I True. know what's going on. What if we True. could go there? What if we had a time machine? I'm just kidding. We don't. Maybe well, we'll then I would like some answers. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so I said, thing, I would like all the answers. One thing that I really loved about the show was the diversity of the characters. Like, it was a show Amen. that was, like, so diverse, but you can... F- it. It's like a show that I feel like that was made to be diverse, but it didn't scream, we're diverse. Like, we hey, were made we're specifically <laughs> to be diverse. Here's this, like, stationary black character and stationary Asian characters. Like, no, they were all I these fe- different personalities. I feel like happened the, to be different colors. I feel New like Winx the... Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, oh we... <laughs> Fate of yeah, I feel like or the whatever. only uh, I feel like the only character who kind of like leaned into his like stereotypical kind of role was the uh, rich white kid Eddie. Ed, yeah, I believe so. Yes, I'm. Yeah, a little iffy on the names, but yeah, he was basically this Richie Rich kind of kid. And I'm gonna be honest, the only reason I remember him is because he was the target for the Blues episode. Yes, <laughs> which taught me gonna... which taught me what the blues was. I did not know anything about that genre of music until I watched that episode. Really? <laughs> yes. Here's one thing I I can't really get over is the names. Well, like Philly and Phil, Philip Philly P Phil. <laughs> <laughs> We've got. Edward Philip James Lawrence III. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Madison Spaghettini Papadopoulos. Oh my gosh. 
Bro, what? (laughs) Even the names are a little funky. (laughs) Like, they were everywhere. And I just, like, because you had um, Tamika, like, what was her last name? I don't don't even think Tamika had a last name. Tamika Jones. Oh, yeah, Tamika Jones. Jones. Like, that was... That was kind of tame, I guess. But, but Petunia squatting chowder, Philly feel, like it was just a whole like, it was a whole vibe, honestly. And like, it was, it was just again so good to see like and like every character, besides with the exception of like Little D, I guess I didn't like really like expect them to play what they played. If that makes sense, like. I guess now I would, yeah, the, but as a kid, I was like, whoa, like, black women play the harp? <laughs> like, I'm just... I mean, why I not? Like, yeah, I was like, it opened me up to a lot of different things, and I was cool seeing that and seeing, like, you know, I, there's just so much. And Sonny Bridges being the saxophonist is me at that age being a saxophonist. So I'm like, man, Andre 2000 plays a saxophone. Because I know he played like 50 instruments. But I was like, he plays a freaking saxophone. I'm going to go do band. And I'm going to pretend I'm Andre 3000. I'm in my nerdy outfit and like clench my butt cheeks. And it's going to be great. It wasn't. But, you know, the thought of it was. I mean, it was high school, yeah, so. <laughs> You yeah. just gotta ascend to uh, panpipe level now, man. True, they have got the <laughs> hair for it, so I just need to find the community to be safe walking around in. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Not uh, here. Um, <laughs> so, who's you guys' favorite character? Hmm. Cheddar man. That's I a know question. Cheddar man. <laughs> I know Madison was always a hoot for me. Like I don't know, just her being all southern or whatever, then just being kind of the air quote dumb blonde one she's <laughs> just a hoot but uh, i don't know tamika though came in with some funny lines every now and then <laughs> tamika was harry's hilarious yeah. like like you said i loved madison love cheddar man too like i like when i first saw him i was like okay he's gonna be like the pimp lucius of the cartoon and he was definitely Bruh. not the pimp lucius of the cartoon thank god <laughs> but i felt like it see when i was little my favorite character was philly phil and now, like, upon re-watching it, I feel like my favorite character is, like, like Kim and Cam together. Even though I know it's not fair because they're, I mean, like, twins, they're twins, right? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would ask but, Phil and Lil. Oh, gosh. I mean, but better. Fred and George? Honestly. I'm Fred and George. Lord. <laughs> or Madison, you know? Because Madison has some pretty, like, cool... Like, I don't, like with the um, song from the principal, like, the Luna Love song... And he's like having an existential like moment while he's singing, and like Madison's like, "Oh no, you're not going crazy. We're just making a skylight." And she's got like a hammer into the roof, so I'm just like, uh, "Yeah." That's another person, the principal. Like Principal Luna also might be my favorite character. He's just, he was just everybody's great. Everybody's like, unique. Yeah, there's so many great characters, and it was such a cool premise. And I hate, 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 hate with a passion that. It was gone too soon, but yeah. That's not how you really feel. It's always too it soon. That it was gone too soon. <laughs> yeah, this this show though definitely did not have exactly a uh, flowing pot plot. Wow, I was about to say, gosh, it did not plot. have a plot at all. It just was kind of like a, a thing of the week. Like somebody would learn a lesson, 
or something would happen, like a giant radioactive blob monster that they'd have to fight off with music. That was interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, were, like, why some... not though? <laughs> true, true. I mean, like everything didn't have to be like overall arching plot, and I feel like the episodes like were really good because we had the um like each episode i feel like brought about a song was there a song each episode Actually, yes oh yeah probably was there, there was, was exactly a song. song there was a new and original song for every episode they crossed oh, genres they did basically everything they could to be as expansive as possible without and they shoving good. it down your throat and they were good songs too like we did not deserve like this unfortunately so the good lord of the universe took it away so but like they were just i remember like just like each episode came with a lesson like the blues episode like a richer shade of blue was probably one of those episodes that you look back and you're like wow this is an example of a cartoon being super deep and introspective um because that was the episode like you had talked about zog where it was um eddie and little d going into like basically eddie's it was money. It was basically teaching this. Uh, it was basically teaching Eddie how good he has it. Yeah, and, and little D was how to relate that to people. Yeah, and you know, and it was also like seeing things from both sides because Eddie was like, or little D said, "You see these people; they don't have time to be worried about this stuff. They got the blues. They're poor. <laughs> they're broke. They're hungry." And Eddie's like. Well, the blues can be in Buckhead, too. It's just a richer shade of blue. Things are different. Like, there's different woes. And it's just kind of like going back and forth with that. And it's just like kind of talking about how, like, everybody has their own problems. So you shouldn't, like, you should be happy for what you have. And it just really brought, like, light to that blues genre for a lot of people like you. And also, like, I was like, wow, this is so deep. And, like, a children's cartoon. I was like, oh, of course it is. It's Andre freaking 3000, bro. Like... <laughs> What do you expect? <laughs> so, and that was just like one of the amazing songs that every like was in here because you had like the another one I remember was a Kim and Cam jam, which was just like a fun song. Like it was really it didn't even really have words. It was just like the crazy piano riffs happening throughout the song, which were probably like I feel like that one was like my favorite song because it was like a jazz fusion funk soul type thing mm-hmm. it was just like all over the place and it was just like piano and percussion like with just very simple lyrics and i was like holy crap you know either that one or there was was, was, the, was that the ufo ninja or was that a different one i'm thinking about uh ufo ninja was a different song that was called okay. song it was literally called kim and cam jam i'll have to look it up this is I the did problem with 28 different music. episodes worth of music <laughs> Yep, I would say all. all it's a good go- problem to have, but yeah, it's still all a problem. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you had like songs like "Cool Kitty," which was a whole like, like house electronic beat, and again, it was the beat that was driven it because I think it only had like twelve lyrics. So you had songs that were simple like that, and then you had song like "Oh Peanut," which was like just again had like a bunch of different cool verses and then being completely different like it also introduced me to like neo soul and a bunch of other type of beats and also had like songs that 
it also put me in genres that I wasn't like really into. Like the Luna Love song was probably one of the first songs I think I heard in Spanish. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand it, but I like it. I was like, <laughs> let's go. And then I was like, it put me on the train to listen to other Spanish music eventually. And then when I got older and I heard anime OSTs and intros, because in America, where we live, um, we when things were dubbed, they also changed the intro and the outro to be dubbed as well. Sometimes. For, it depended like, on the company. But yes, I understand yeah. where you're going from. Yeah, so we didn't really hear that. So when I got older and I found anime on myself without <laughs> networks, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Again, so again, like Class of 3000 really put the seeds of like enjoying every type of genre of music, whether I can understand it or not, into me. And I was like, wow, such a freaking masterpiece. No, I can definitely say I, I really started to appreciate music around this time. And I think more, most definitely that this show was part of the reason why. For sure, for sure. And I know, like, I don't know about you, Strange, but I know me, Zog, and Kells were all band nerds for the longest time, at least, like, since middle school. And what this, like, this made it, like, cool to be a band nerd for, like, a little minute. Like, that eventually subsided. (laughs) But, like, it was, like... It made me think that this is what it was like to actually be in a music class. It's not. It wasn't. But yeah, it definitely wasn't. But y'all God, fight, did it make y'all me hopeful. fight giant blockbusters? <laughs> I wish. Class. That's why I signed up. I was like, I thought about switching instruments when I got to high school. I was like, nah, man. Like, I'm going like, to be on that saxophone, meet all the cool people. And I did meet Kells. So, you know, there was some bonuses. I mean, no, that was like the worst part. Like, that's what made it not the greatest shit. Like, not, like a uh, class of 3000. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not crying. <laughs> Thinking about them yeah. shoes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stop putting on the pass on. That's the problem with knowing people. Speaking of the music, though, it was usually a comp- uh, always accompanied by like a change in animation, which was like crazy all the that styles, was like we'd mentioned earlier i think that was an amazing choice uh for them to make because it's made it either made the music stick out to you more or it made the show itself like s- stick in your brain so much harder the change in animation uh either emphasized what the music was saying or just made it easier to visualize what the story behind it was. Yeah, like that, having that different animation, like you said, was just, it added that extra level. I'm like, it's like I'm hearing something pretty crazy and I'm watching something pretty crazy. And this is just like a whole like vibe. Like it's just so freaking intrinsic of like everything that was happening and it was always weird when I would watch Class of 3000 and then I would watch something like Chowder and I'd be like, wow. And then like <laughs> after that, it'd be like, hey, here's some like, I think that's one of the weird basic shows came in. Like, here's like Uncle Grandpa. Or, like, Gosh. I'm just like, you can't give me <laughs> no. like Class of 3000, Flapjack, Chowder, and then give me some like, not like, like some generic show. Like even Total Drama Island was interesting. Anyway, I can do a whole rant and I probably will do a rant eventually about <laughs> like, my anger towards Cartoon Network, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting an hour long video later all about yes. you ranting about this stuff. 
and I'm gonna be sipping tea in between. Like it'll be a face reveal, and I'll be like, I hate them. They suck. <laughs> tea. Tea. But no, uh, growing up, like with the show, it kind of uh, went in the middle of my high school year or something like that, or at the end of my middle school. I don't specifically remember. But I did have some fond memories. I really liked the part where it actually took place in Atlanta. I was like, yo, my home state. Heck yeah, getting some representation, not being in California. And like (laughs) just being original and again, having a a diverse cast with awesome music just really, uh, really gave me some fond memories of the show itself. Yeah. And like, because it came out um, 2006. So that's when it released. Oh, shit. I would have. Just been in middle school at that time. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely earlier than I thought it was, but like it sounds about right. Like, because you were strange, you were like in eighth grade at the time. Maybe I don't <laughs> specifically remember. Probably. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. And. <laughs> but yeah, it went through basically our whole time. And like another thing is like the voice cast as well, which was like you did have Andre three thousand as Sonny, but you also had Phil freaking Lamar as Philly Phil, and you had um, Tommy Kenny as Eddie. You had Little John was in it too, so was Fergie, like, and you had No Bugatti, um, Kaminsky. I can't. I don't want to mess up this man's name, but he was like a whole voice actor in anime like in Japanese and then came to do this as well. Not to mention like little John. So it's just like a whole like thing that I completely forgot about of like the just voice actors and the whole group of people who were doing that. So it was like a really cool, like just overall thing. Like Jeff Bennett was in it as well, who we all know is Dexter's laboratory, Johnny Bravo, like, so it was a star-studded <laughs> cast, and it was well-deserving. Like, there was just so, again, so much to say about the class of 3000 and, like, all the things that it did and, like, all the things that it could have done. But it literally wasn't able to. It gave me so many fond memories, like you said, Strange, of, like, growing up with this and just having a good time, enjoying music, like, spreading the actual power and joy and love of music and most of all just like having that like ability to be yourself because they were like literally they were all like eight different types of kids there like nine different type of people with Sonny and you had Kooky Madison you had Stuck Up Eddie like Tamika who was strong willed weird Philly Phil like the twins who were polar opposites but exactly alike mischievous little D like so you just got to see so many different type of personalities and everything and it was like such a cool time and there weren't really a lot of shows like that back then sadly yeah it was a true star burned bright and was gone too soon yep that's why we gotta get to Mars <laughs> to make <laughs> see if we can new- catch that last <laughs> glimpse to make a new class of 3000 <laughs> I will only accept it if Snoop Dogg is there <laughs> Oh, yes, gosh. Snoop Dogg is the new gen of class. I think if that's the reboot, we'll get. If, if we get that, a reboot, if that be, is the reboot, I will accept it. It has to be Snoop Dogg and Martha Martha Stewart, and I have to teach a culinary class <laughs> in the inner city. Bro. Home ec. Yes, in the inner city. Like, 
I, I will accept nothing less. <laughs> Do you hear this network? Who like shoot? We're going straight to Disney Plus. We're not messing with any networks. <laughs> we're not messing with Cartoon Network. We're not. Uh, I think Warner. Brother, I think Warner Brothers. So I think we need to go to HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, HBO Max, Hulu, anywhere we'll we'll find it. But yeah, all right. Uh, so that's pretty much it here. Uh, you can find me at Strangely Entertaining on the Twitterverse, and you can catch this podcast on any of the podcatchers, as as the these lovely gentlemen like to say. Uh, that's like everything. Uh, we have a Twitter, right? Or am I yes. wrong? Well, okay, no, you're cool. right. We, we have, have a Twitter, Twitter. Content Breaker. Uh, hasn't been posting anything in a while. Hadn't seen anything, but I'm sure it's there still. And then, oh, uh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> we got Catch a, the show, uh, Content Breaker. All the podcatchers, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, at Content Breaker. Same with the, uh, the Twitter and the Instagram. And you can catch the other boys at their handles, too. Yes, yeah. dreads with a Z, because I'm cool. Yeah. Zog lives here, and he has one thing on YouTube, which, again, he needs to go and invest some time in. I believe in him. One day. One day. Do you believe in life after love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time, it's like an automatic response. <laughs> So, but, yeah, I, yeah, it's a wrap, boys. We'll right. catch y'all next week for more hijinks. Yeah. Whatever you call this. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Stick around for the family. All right, bye. <laughs>